welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. A new threat has appeared outside Honey Hollow's outpost, the timing of which is an annoyance, an ill omen, or just a coincidence. Just. That's not right. Those of us who can truly grasp the scope of the world understand that a coincidence is rarely true to its namesake, and can be far more troublesome than it appears to be. up for the fourth morning. By the time the three of you make it out of the hostel and into the city where there are other folks around, probably even before you get to the town square itself, you start hearing rushed whispers of an attack outside the outpost on that group that was locked out. Sounds like it might still be underway. But there may be other fish to fry. So, who's doing what this morning? I turn to my tail. And I walk right up to him. Sure. Miss? Take me to the captain. All right. Yeah, that's certainly doable. Walk you to that same building that you were in before. You were getting questioned. And the captain is in there and telling a few of the guards to head out to the outpost to offer a reinforcement. Oh, so she's offering reinforcements to these people? (laughs) Yeah. They may not want to let them in, but they also don't want to have to say, we let people die on our doorstep. Let me fight to defend the town. Hmm. Can't give you a weapon, you know. What I'm saying is if you've already convinced yourself I killed this guy, let me die a warrior and not in some hole. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting prospect. Hmm. She's got some guards around. I mean, there's the one that brought you here to see her, and then there's her, and she is sending off a couple. Okay. Huh. Well, just so you know... You know, fighting won't necessarily clear you of any charges. I'm fully aware of that. Okay. Roll a persuasion. 16. Your friend here can escort you to the base of the outpost. I'll let them decide in the field whether or not they need an extra body to throw at this. All right. Leave that up to their discretion. You're on your way towards the outpost. What are other people doing this morning? Can we go with? You certainly can. Sure. Yeah. I'm a fan of defending a town I'm staying in. Me too. Wait, what are we defending it from? We don't know. We also don't have any weapons. Well, I have my loot. I'm curious if you wanted to stop on your way (laughs) up to pick up your weapons, they would let you stop. Maybe. We're associated with you, so maybe not. Yeah, we could ask, but I can use my fists. I don't really need anything but the loot. We'll see. So. (laughs) So the three of you. you say stuff like that. I hate it. We'll see. Why, Ayata? You make your way out to the base of the outpost. And in front of the door to the building that serves as the airlock, for lack of a better word, there are a pair of guards. Hold on, hold on, lockdown. Uh, And it's dangerous out there. 
but the guard that you're with will explain the situation. <sighs> well, I guess another set of hands wouldn't be the worst. The fighting is not done yet. I don't know. How? Just a bunch of salesmen, right? We're defenders of a trade caravan. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all of you. Wow. Okay. I, mean, I could see the monk guy over here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everybody can roll persuasion. Nineteen. Fourteen. Twenty-four. He's definitely willing to believe that you guys are actual defenders. If you wish to go up and uh, help defend the city. That's exactly what we do. All right. The guards are with. We'll go ahead and escort you up. You're going to try to stop for anything. Gear or otherwise. I've already been told they won't give me a weapon, so I'll have to procure one during the battle. Oh, yeah, I could ask. Okay. Yeah, I guess I could ask. Can I get my sword? Roll persuasion. Twelve. Yeah. Cool. Then may I grab my, my dagger? More persuasion. I'm eight. I mean, can you fight with anything else? Is it just a dagger? I. It's awfully short. I've got a crossbow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me take that's, the that's crossbow. A little, yeah. The dagger. All right. Can you use crossbows? I can use hand crossbows. Oh. You can use my sword, can't you? I can. Oh, you dirty son of a bitch. All right. I don't really need another weapon. No, I know you don't. <laughs> Neither does he. Okay. You head upstairs to the outpost, and there's uh, one orc inside the doorframe leading outside, and they've got a, a short bow, and every once in a while they're turning out from the door, firing off into the darkness. And you can see there's a couple torches outside of the outpost that have probably been dropped in the snow, but are still burning. They didn't fall all the way in. So there's just barely some light out there, and you hear people rushing around as if in the midst of a battle. Can we ask the orc we do? that we're walking past what's out there? Yeah. Whew. I mean, you could take a look, but it's 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 a little big. It's a little spidery. But uh, I mean, we haven't seen him this far west before. Probably better if we kill him here and let him in. Let's go kill some big spiders. Everybody roll initiative then. Because, yeah, this is not going to be a surprise or nothing. And you are jumping in the middle of somebody else's combat. Are we, like, being escorted out there or anything? The guard that you came up with is staying just inside the building and is also pulling up a little short bow. The creature, let's see, there are two of them, and they are both outside of the building. So if you intend to fight, you do have to leave this building mm-hmm. and go out into the snow. Yes, we'll leave okay. the building. So, Darvin, what'd you get for initiative? Fifteen. Arnis? Seven. Vail. So did I. Also, some my bonus is three. Hers is two. Minus two. Okay. As you approach the doorway leading out of the outpost, well, all three of you can see this. Ours can probably just see it a little bit clearer. There are three figures out in the snow, cloaks, hoods, thick clothing, uh, doing their best to stay away from these two very big-looking spider-ish creatures. Not quite spiders, though. The body is maybe six, seven feet around. Holy crap. The four inner legs are maybe twice that long, but the two forelegs and the two rearmost legs are very short. Maybe only a couple of feet. You appear to have large hooks at the end. Unlike spiders, these creatures only have one body mass. Just one large chunk of body. Got it. And you can see them scurrying around, and you don't see eyes. You do see them... One of them lift up to attack, 
And as it does so, it kind of leans back on two legs, and there's this giant gaping maw on their belly. God. Lovely. Basically, they're trying to pin down creatures so that they can eat them. Yes. Darvin, there's two of them out there, and there are three people-sized people. Uh, The group that was locked out, presumably. Uh, You can see, like, a couple of daggers and uh, maybe a short sword being pulled, trying to fight this. Can I hand car my sword now? Don't hand it. Do you go outside? From you, you or do you hand car the sword on the inside? No, no, I thought we were outside. We're not outside? No, it's you're, you have to exit out there first. Okay. You are just inside the building. Once in a while, an orc will turn in the doorway, fire out into the darkness. Okay, so I'm going to go You outside. could try to hand car your sword right here I now. I not. No, 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 I'm going to go outside. You rush out. What do you do? Can I attack a spider thing? Hell yeah, you can. Attacking a spider thing. There's one near to you that doesn't see you coming. I'll attack that one. The short sword, since Car doesn't have it yet. Ooh, that's a nine. That's a miss. Kind of lifts up a little bit, getting ready to drop down on this other person. And you swing as it lifts its body up. Your bonus attack? Yeah, punch a spider. That's even lower. I'm sorry. All right, uh, Veil. Are there any, like, people who have fallen... At this point, or are they all out there fighting? No one's been defeated and is on the ground. Mm, not that you can see, no. It's really just a game of cat and mouse right now. Okay, then I'm going to move up. I'm going to grab a torch. Okay. Yeah. Use as a club. Yeah, um, I'll let you try to club one of these giant creatures. So I pick up this fiery club, and mm-hmm. I run up to it, and I try to whack it. All right, whack away. I got a two. Hmm. And then I can... You swing and it just turns a little bit. I can drop the club as a free action, right? Oh, yeah, you can drop so it. So just drop it at my feet so I'm not going to lay at my feet. Yeah, there's light emanating out 15, 20 feet. And you can see the other three figures out here really doing their best just to keep these things at bay. Got it. If you can use simple weapons, you can use a light crossbow. Oh, yes, I can. So, Arnis. I'm going to try to stay about, like, 30 feet away from the actual action. Do you want to stay inside the outpost, or do you want to get outside? I want to be outside. Okay. But just not, like, I don't want to be right up next to them. I would like to attempt to cast Fairy Fire. Cast away? It's a deck saving throw. How big is the area that it affects? It's a 20-foot cube. Okay. Each object within range is outlined. You can hit one of these giant guys. Well, then I'll take whichever one's closer to the most people. 22 dex? Yes. Uh, does a six pass? No! Ah, so, you are outlined in purple light, mm-hmm. so it, it does cast, like, dim light. Oh, God, that's not creepy at all. Any attack, yeah. Any attack roll against the affected creature has advantage if the attacker can see it, which, of course, you can because it's lit up now, and the affected creature or object can't benefit from being invisible. Okay. So you have advantage, yay! These things are not turning invisible anytime soon. Alrighty, nice. Uh, in that case, there's the two of you right by one of my giant friends. Yeah. Who do they want? Hi. They're gonna go after uh, Miss Cara Frostfall. It's gonna try to bite you. It's gonna try to move its torso above you and lower it down and bite. Seventeen. That'll hit. Seven piercing damage. As it moves over you. Drops down, bites onto your shoulder, and raises itself back up. Uh, it's its buddy's turn. It's going to move over to attack Darvin. Okay, oh. 21, Darvin. Yes. Uh, also for 7 piercing. As it reaches down and bites you. 
Darwin, what would you like to do? Take a stupid spider. <laughs> I mean, stab it. It's right there above you. Nineteen. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Ten damage. It's okay. And then the bonus unarmed. Slice along the underside. Eight. Yeah. Nine. Either way. You swing your sword and cut it along the underside and try to follow it up with this jumping punch, but it lifts up out of the way too quickly. And then Vale. I want to grab the sword from him. Sure, you're right next to each other practically. That my, that's my action. Snatch it out of his hand. Nah, nah, you can make that as part of your attack action. Sweet. So I do that, and then... It's uh, not like you're pulling out of his bag or anything. So is he close enough to the glowing target for me to get sneak attack on it? I'm going to say you... no, just because you each have a giant spider. Oh, I would still get advantage anyway. The glowing anyway. target, yeah. you have advantage. So you don't have sneak out. attack. And I'll, you I would get, get sneak advantage. attack whenever you get advantage? Yeah. Or when you it's with it. Because it's, it's, if you don't have advantage, then the other way to get it is by okay. having your partner. Yes, you definitely got advantage from the fire. Yeah. Cool. So I reach out and I grab the sword on the same move. I swing at it. So it's an 18 to hit. Oh, yeah. 15 damage. So it's trying to reposition itself to get down on another bite on you. You swing this sword up and catch it from the corner of its mouth out to the side, making its mouth even wider, but it's now just gushing down this icky dark fluid. You Like rain, because it is above you. I'm good. And then Arnis, you stepped out of the outpost, skirted your way sideways a little bit, shot some fairy fire. What's up? I'm going to go after the one that's not all lit up. Okay. And I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. So that's a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. Uh, that's a fail with an eight. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to take a little bit of psychic damage, two psychic damage, and then it has disadvantage on its next attack. And how do you insult this creature? You ugly. Yeah, yeah, you ugly. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> if I could remember more of that terrible cheer, I would do it right now. Yeah. Okay, it's their turn now. Uh, we're going to attack Kara. The one that's glowing. It's going to try to slam itself down right on you. Centering you as best as it can underneath it. Uh, an eight. That'll miss. You managed to step to the side a bit. And the other one that's got disadvantage now is going to try to do the same thing to Darwin. Oh, I wanted that 18, but we'll stick with the 12. No. Okay, and it fails. Darwin. That's right. Giant spider creature just swooped down and tried to bite you. It missed. You've got your fists. I'm going to punch it in the cloaca. It does not have one. <laughs> well. Punch it in the mouth. Yeah, in the mouth. It's got a very big mouth. You could probably fit inside of it. Okay, crit failed. <laughs> you swing up and you get your hand like right inside the wound from where you stabbed it, and you just have a hand covered in gooey. Because I was trying to find the cloaca and it doesn't exist. You just got a, a hot, wet, <laughs> sticky hand. Now. Listeners are going to wonder why we're so obsessed with the cloaca because they don't get the original origin oh, of the joke. Okay. But finding that gash in its body. Decide, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to jump up right in. And you find yourself elbow deep inside this creature. Ew. And just grab onto its insides. Seven damage. Okay. Then Veil. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to slash at this glowing jerk again. All right. He's still glowing. They don't get to resave again, do they? I don't think so. It's just a concentration? Let me... Yeah, it's concentration. Okay, then so... yeah, it wouldn't get to save That's a 19 on the die. Oh, yeah. Eight. 
All right, you slash at it again and cut open a good two-foot-sized gash on its underside, like right where its chin would be if it had one. Now it's got a nice bleeding butt chin. But it's still alive. Arnis. Can I viciously mock the other one again? The non-glowing one? The non-glowing one. Okay. So do another wisdom save. I hate you. Crit. Never mind. Well, that didn't work. It has heard your words and dismisses them now. The problem is I tried to use the same chant again. You ugly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You this creature does not care for reruns. Okay. Clearly not. It's uh, the one above Kara, who is glowing but has not been mocked, so no advantages or disadvantages. Hit 11. Miss. The one over Darden. How about a 22? Hit. Five piercing damage. As you're pulling your arm out of its body, just quickly turns a little bit and just... Bites on, gives you a couple good gashes down your forearm. Gross. And then it's your turn. I will spend a key point to do Flurry of Blows, which I forget what it is. I it just means you take three instead of two. That's it, right? Yeah. And you've got your regular attack, and then you've got your two bonus attacks. So got a total it. of three punches. Or other unarmed attacks. I don't know if you want to jump kick this dude, or headbutt. Headbutt it. Yeah, we'll stick to it. Honestly. Go for the uh, Rikishi Fatu booty bump. <laughs> Yeah, I try that. <laughs> no one's gonna. I don't even that. know. I mean, I love the The uh, thirteen. Nah, Damn. nah, dude. Just got your other two attacks. Fourteen. That'll hit. Seven damage. And uh, which melee attack is this? Which unarmed attack is this? Just punch. Just punch. All right. Jump up and you punch this thing right above the mouth. It's really hard to get directional on it since it's on the belly. And it starts to collapse. Make a dexterity saving throw. As this giant spider creature is about to fall on you. Nine. You take four bludgeoning damage are, and are now restrained under the body of this giant creature. But don't you also gain temp HP when you kill a creature? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You get a damage shield. Do you? Touch of death. You gain temporary hit points equal to your wisdom modifier plus your monk level. Nice. Uh, your wisdom modifier is two. Your monk level is three, so you have five temps. Okay. Just as this thing fell on you, so taking down. four of them back. So, so you got one temp hit. So your actual HP didn't change. You got right. five, and then this thing fell on you, and now you're at four, and you're totally underneath this thing's body. Okay, got it. Darvin's under a giant body. Womp womp. So Vale. Gonna hack at this thing again. 19. That'll 13 damage. Alright, you raise your sword straight up and stab it through the mouth, and it collapses. Make a dexterity saving throw. It's an eight. Take three bludgeoning damage, and you are now restrained underneath the body of this giant creature. These two creatures appear to be dead. Arnis, your friends are underneath them, and you can hear a muffled scream. I don't really think you need to, like, yell that. I'm gonna come running and help Uh, you. The three travelers are kind of collecting themselves and picking up some of their items that they've dropped. Uh, they're starting to head inside as you... How, how are you getting your friends? Oh, uh, I'm going to run. And the first thing I'm going to do is stop these people and go, Um, excuse me, we just helped save you. Now you're going to get them out from under here. <laughs> sure. One moment. <laughs> I need to see who you stopped. It's like, you don't just get to leave when there's still people in trouble. <laughs> I mean, they're not really in trouble. But... Uh, give me an insight check first. I got a 10. And he answers back in a voice that's seemingly a little afraid, a little cold. 
not emotionally cold, but like I, he's I, cold. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the three of them go over to one of these giant creatures and make an effort to lift one up enough to get it off of Darwin. Yeah, hey. you. You can help Kara if you wish. Yeah, I'll, I'll start, I guess. Okay. Well, I guess I'll roll their strength check as well. Athletics. And oh. you can roll athletics or acrobatics to squirm. I got a crit fail minus one. I got a six. These strangers help so Darwin good. out fairly quickly. Because they got a 19 and a 15. They're able to lift up kind of the right edge of it. You see some sky, and you manage to squirm your way out. Give me an athletics or an acrobatics, just to see how graceful you are getting out from underneath this. Okay. Acrobatics. 13. Well enough. You're not embarrassing yourself. You did just murder something. Yeah. Meanwhile, Aranus is having a difficult time getting Kara out from under their creature. Yeah, go help. It takes a few more minutes, and you're able to get Kara out from underneath this giant creature. These three travelers head back in, having helped you. We should question that. Oh, before we go back in, I hand you back your sword. Oh, you're gonna thank you. Artis, something nagging you about that voice. Can't place it. But it's not wholly unfamiliar. Hey, wait, are we outside of town right now? You're outside in the snow. You don't have, we don't have none any of, of your shit. shit. You've we got would your die weapons, of exposure. But you don't have your winter gear on. I don't have, have my weapons. Because so we have well. nothing, so we can't. Okay. The two guards kind of wait for you to come back in out of the cold. So we're coming back. I hand him back his sword. <sighs> Thank you. Thanks. Um, probably could have handled that, but you know, more weapons the better. Of course. You look very competent out there. Who are these people that we saved? Uh, travelers. One of them apparently has family here, returning home after uh, like a honeymoon or something. I think. I don't know. I don't have their life stories. May we speak to them? Um, they're already. They're heading down into the outpost just to get kind of cleaned up. And we'll go down and talk to them there. Because we just saved them. They might be willing to talk about yeah. the good I've done. Yeah. Very interesting. It's a selfless act. Yeah. Well, wasn't entirely selfless. Come no. on now. No, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so they escort you first into the, the holding room for all of your weapons and stuff. You gotta put that shit back. Putting it back. One of the guards is... They're talking with this group of travelers, just making sure that none of them are actually hurt, either from this attack or from being outside in the cold. They are certainly relishing the chance to get a little bit of heat. Uh, they might have a couple, like, scrapes and bruises, but nothing life-threatening. Uh, nothing that's going to require Dr. Corey to come in and save them. And the guards, uh, you know, now that they're inside the outpost, they're kind of content to let them stay in the outpost. They might move them up to that little basement outpost room, right below the first one. But they're now at least getting to stay in the building. Yeah. Having those creatures attack is definitely cause for them to worry. Like you've heard before, this is not common this far west. Who's actually going to go try to talk to these travelers? I will, because it bugs me. That... Yeah, I'm going with, too. Me, too. So I'll listen. Okay. They keep their hoods down. You hear in kind of rushed, kind of thankful for the traumatic experience to be over. Voices, thank you for your help. It was a little scary. Oh, fine, um, thank you. The taller of the three is talking. Also a masculine voice. So, what brings you all here? Honeymoon. You're here to honeymoon or coming from a honeymoon? To honeymoon. Oh. My wife and I, he extends like a cloaked arm out and motions to the shortest of the three. Not halfling sized, but shorter than the two of them. What made you choose Honey Hollow? Her family. They're from here? Live here? Both? Mm -hmm. Yes. Visiting family. You're awfully secretive for people who know people in town. 
you know, cautions of the road and all. This is a scary trip. Yeah. You should be over no- now, though, right? Now that you're once I know we can, inside the outpost. Once I know we can get inside, it'll be over. You can, by the way, roll insight whenever you want. Yeah, I would love guy. to. I would love to, because I'm so feeling Can we like roll two? Flying. Uh, yeah, anybody who's listening can roll inside. I got a 21. I got a 17. I got a 10. Darvin, also roll perception. Four. All right. This is going well. You can harness and veil. Definitely tell this guy is... He's not giving the full story at all. He doesn't want you to know. Like, no. I'm going to have to tell you who I am. Okay. I get being cautious, but it seems a little excessive. I mean, having been out on the road for several weeks myself, this type of caution feels a little extreme. I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you rather people didn't know who you were sometimes? I can't say that that's been my experience. No. I don't have any real reason to not want people to know who I am. Do you? Mm. God, that's a good <laughs> question. You know, it's a surprise for her family. You know, go ahead and roll it. Bullshit, I say. I crits. But hey, I got... Bullshit. Yeah, I got a three. I'm oh. sure once we get in, we'll meet you at the at the club. What was your name? And your name? How would we meet you if we don't know who you are, your I'm name, what you sure look like? I'm sure we're seeing you play, right? How does he even know you're a bugger? Oh, yeah, I guess you have, like, you have just my went loot. out into a fight with a loot. With a loot. <laughs> Armed with nothing but my loot. I, sure, you'll see me, but I won't see you, so what's good that's going to do? And also, she married you and her family doesn't know who you are? Whatever she tells her family is up to her, but they just don't know we're coming here. They don't know you're coming here. Yeah. But they do know you're married. Wow. It's up to her. Miss, your family knows you're married, right? She, uh, she kind of gives a little... <sighs> so I'm new in town, and, yeah. and we're, you know, there's extenuating circumstances happening here. But something tells me that Captain Thorne would have held you at the gate regardless. Unless you would have told her something that you're not telling me or these other fine guards. Usually having family in town is a good enough reason, but they're locked down for something. They didn't tell us what. They said some kind of investigation. You don't think that keeping your faces covered would have given the good captain pause? Mm. (laughs) Miss, you know how this town works. You don't think it would have given her pause? You know, once the lockdown's over, we'll, we'll be in. You seem awfully confident for people who don't want anyone to know who they are. Did they know you when you showed up? No, but we weren't cloaked and trying to disguise our identity either. Yeah. We openly arrived, Well, if, the, if faces the, uncovered with a traitor and told them our names and handed over our weapons. Fake names. If, I don't say this. <laughs> I hope you I don't say, say, that say that out loud. By all means. <laughs> For your sake. I mean, technically two of you are using fake names. Okay, here we go. If the captain's concerned, definitely tell the captain. Until she shows up, yeah, we'll the first of the guards. Cool. I'll wait. For what? For the captain to show up. You have no idea when that could possibly be. Nope, I don't. But I'm going to wait because this is weird. (laughs) Cool, so we're not worried about that murder investigation anymore. And who's your... uh, She's waiting. Who's your your silent friend, by the way? This person that doesn't seem to talk much but said one thing to me. Because your voice is familiar. Friend of the groom. Reception check. Insight? Four. Six. Eighteen. Oh, yeah, they are friends. Fuck are these people? <laughs> I've got to know! Um, I'm gonna rip their hoods off. 
I do too, but with the situation that we're in, I feel like that's a poor idea as well. I can't get into any more trouble unless I go killing more people. <laughs> true. I'm not sure that's true. You can't increase your guilt, though. I don't know. I like. I want to figure out like what else I can ask them to figure out who they are. Well, you can certainly spend more of the day here trying to figure out who these people are. I am that. The investigation will continue regardless. I mean, I feel like there's better uses of my time, but at the same time, like, this is weird and not good timing. That feels extra suspicious to me. Not that they really would have had any way of knowing you were going to kill that dude, but... Anything the three of you want to do here? I'm good to move on. I have bigger things All to right. do with. I kind of want to hang out and just see what happens. You can. Yeah, that'll take up your afternoon at least, if not the evening as well. I'm okay with that. All right, Darvin. I don't have much I can do for you at the moment anyway. Darvin, what are you doing? I don't know. Kara, what else can I do? You can start investigating and seeing if there's a way for us to get our gear and get out of town. Okay, I'll check into it. So, Vale, you are off to do what? My letter should get delivered today. Yep. And that should go into action this evening if it happens. So I am going to go at the bar and spend the whole day talking to Sam. Okay. I need a rock salad alibi. Darvin, what are you doing? Um, Looks like Arnis is getting comfortable on, like, a crate. Vale has shot back off into the city. I'm going to go back to the city, too. On your way out of the building, the tall one catches up with you right at the door. Uh-oh. Hey. Hey, hey, Darvin. What the uh, crap? Um, I, I need to know what's up with those other two. He's trying to keep it low. He's trying to keep the conversation quiet at a whisper. What's up with those other two? Who are you? I'm, I'm a friend. Uh, he turns away from Arnest to kind of get his back to Arnest. I see this interaction happen. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. I can't hear them, can't, but I see it. You can't miss this. Like, if you wanted to try to sneak up and take a listen, that'd be different. I'm not very sneaky. I'm just going to kind of, he lifts his head a little bit and pulls the hood back just enough to get a good look at his face. And it's a little bit more weathered and got an eye patch now. And his hair's fairly short. Comes down to just about his ears. Uh, this is the guard who helped break you out of jail. Uh, <laughs> nice. Wait. I remember what? what was. When you were in prison in Cal Valentine's holding cells, there was a guard who came in with Arnis who helped you escape. Ah, he's here. He looks much worse for the wear. Ah, <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question again? What's going on? What are you doing here with those two? What do you mean? What am I doing? Why, why are you even in the city? What do you mean? Why am I in the city? You're a wanted man. There's an earl right down here, right? What's his name? I don't remember, but there's an elf here. Well, yeah, but we're hiding. We're keeping our noses clean. <laughs> sort of. By the way, call me Oscar. Sure, sure thing, Oscar, sure. You trust them? Eh, sort of. The bard, mostly. The yeah. other one, kinda. Alright, where are you staying? Um, at the hostel. Alright, once once we get in, I'll come, I'll come see you. Do you know how long that'll be? I don't know. I, I hear the trial's in a couple of days. Hopefully not too much longer. We were kinda hoping we could use you as a character witness. I mean, that was before I knew you for... were... you. For you? No, not for me. My friend who's being wrongly accused of killing some orc. I don't know. I mean, they didn't do it, right? Oh, of course not. I don't, I don't know them enough to say one way or the other. But she came out and heroically saved you from those spiders, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean didn't kill somebody. She risked her life to save some strangers. Just think about it. 
If you could get me into town, I could do that. Can't testify from out here. Of course. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Alright. No. Shh. Wait, but Not I can't... Not me and my wife. But I can't talk to the captain without saying, hey, I know this dude. Right. You don't have to, don't have to tell him exactly who I am. Which is, if I'm going to testify in the trial, just let him know. I'm a character witness, whatever you want to call me. I'm a friend of the family. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Alright. Thank you. Can I ask an out-of-character question? Yeah. So my character doesn't know this, right? But the guard was actually Vale, right? Mm-hmm. Got it. So I just think the person that came and broke me out is... Is now here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so and good. he pulls his hood down a little bit and he goes over with his two friends. And you're off to... Where again? I forgot already. Putting aside the character witness thing for now, looking to see if there's any way out of town. So I figured I'd start at the library with any texts that might help me figure out how the town was constructed. Hmm, that is an interesting angle. All right, I will certainly let you do that. You know that the only two current main entrances and exits are the outpost and the stables. Any other holes that reach the surface are nothing more than, like, air vents. A couple inches wide at best. But yeah, you can go to the library and investigate. Give me an investigation roll. Nineteen. Nineteen? See. Okay. Looking through the books, through the religious texts, civic histories, gardening and beekeeping reflections, limited selection of fiction and art. Oh, and you're back into the civic histories. Wonderful. I, mean, I hadn't planned on having any books this old, but this is a really interesting question. I like what you're doing. So, you find this really old... I mean, it's a hardback book, but it's not leather-bound. It's more of a canvas with a print on it. And it's like there's a... Best way to describe it would be a clip art sunrise on the cover, okay. but faded with time. And it's called The Dawn of the New Day in Honey Hollow. And it describes the civic trials and triumphs after the turn of the age, where tunnels were dug, new spaces were made within the snow to allow community to resume and to allow free travel and just life to continue on. It's going to take you some time. Mostly because, you know, getting in and out of town are not the high points of this. Right. It was mostly, you know, we created the stables just because if you don't have a way for wagons to get in and out of the city, you're never going to make any money and you might as well just be some podunk town nuts to that. And the outpost was there just to allow quick movement of pedestrians and in case of an emergency, if anybody needed to get in. It's a much smaller door. It also helps to keep some larger threats out. Mm. Because of the size of the city, and because they didn't want to have to haul snow all the way from one end to the other end of the city, there was basically like this old service tunnel that they had used to clear out space and make the city habitable. But after all of that was taken care of, they just kind of collapsed to that and let it be. There wasn't any like formal demolition. It was just like, eh, we sealed it off at the top. It's good enough. Pretty much on the opposite side of the city from where the entrance is. Okay. So collapsed means completely collapsed? When they were done, they pretty much piled up snow in the exit, and there was somewhat of an opening. They just poked at it with giant sticks. Snow fell in and filled in a hole. I see. Like all the way? Yeah. Enough to keep You're the cold air out. Ah, okay. And like I said, it wasn't a professional demolition to seal off a passageway. Gotcha. It was just, if we keep the outside out, we're good on the inside. So I could go check and see if there's any. <laughs> okay. That's what you find. Fail. Your afternoon. Mm-hmm. You're on the fourth day. Mm-hmm. Headed to the bar? Mm-hmm. And talking with Sam. Yep. What's up? What are you doing? I'm just spend the day drinking very slowly. I'm just general talk in town, so like, just really, I'm just shooting the shit and being a constant annoyance and presence in the bar to him. All right. That is 
I want to say easier said than done. <laughs> uh, just because he deals with so many different personalities throughout mm-hmm. his travels that, like, okay, people are abrasive, but whatever. And unless they're going to start making personal insults nope. to him. No. Nope. Okay. Don't want to piss him off. Just wanted right. to very clearly remember that I was there all day. Today. Bugging him today. Yeah. Yes. What do you want to talk about? Well, at this point, has the rumor about me being the prime suspect gotten out yet? Like, have people yes. started to whisper about the fact that I did it? Yes, you are getting okay. some sidelong glances in the bar. But it's not so much that people are kicking bottles at you. They just think I'm a murderer. They don't know yet. That worries them. Well, I think that might be the start of the conversation with Sam. It's like, hey, so I didn't kill this guy, but everyone thinks I didn't. Do you know anybody who might want him dead that I could help investigate? Well, uh, ooh, first let's see how drunk he is. That'll help loosen the tongue. <laughs> not super drunk. He's not drunk yet. And it's only the afternoon. I don't know about individual people, but, you know, I've certainly heard about what his wife was up to and what he might have been mixed up with. If someone wanted to put a stop to that, then I could see it happening, but I don't know who that might be. They'd have to have connections here in the city. All right. So there's a guy shooting this shit about, like, local legend and learning about the town, and maybe I'd even ask him about how the, like, judicial system works that doesn't seem to exist. Oh, no, it definitely does exist. It's a system of compromise. Very much how I explained it to Darwin earlier. Yeah, they can put up to three persons or groups of persons on trial at a time. So what's the worst possible punishment? Death. But that's very difficult to do here. I mean, you need unanimous decision among leaders of the city and like a general consensus from the populace that the crime and the motives were worthy of capital punishment. It's not something they really like doing here. If you're worried about seeing a hanging, I'm not too concerned. I'm worried about myself getting hung. How do you say that? Well, yeah, it's well known at this point that I'm the prime suspect, so sure, yeah, I say that to him. I mean, even if one of them says no or there's some other suspect that has a little bit of guilt, then there's no way it would happen. Kind of just keep going, drinking through the day and just chewing the fat. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, it's the afternoon with Aranus. You're still in the basement of the outpost. Or like the airlock, basically, of the outpost. And there's those three strangers, huddled up amongst themselves, sitting on barrels, facing inwards, mumbling to one another. What do you do? I'm not really doing anything. I'm just interested in these people. Okay. Do you want to... I find why they're here to be... Talk to them? Do you want weird. to eavesdrop on them? Do you want to... Ooh, yeah. Throw something at them? I'll, I really I'll, don't know. I'll try to eavesdrop on them. Why not? Okay. Listen in. Is that perception? Something yeah, that's else? perception. I got a 20. Hmm. So you definitely hear the short one talking about her parents. It definitely has a family here. The taller one, you hear mumble Darwin's name a couple of times. Like is, Darwin's actual name? Yeah. Mumble the name, Darwin. As he's like talking. So, uh, Darwin. Uh, you hear your own name once or twice. And there's still something gnawing at the back of your head about that middle sized one. So, um, hi. Sorry. Not to be, like, super rude, but there's kind of nothing else happening here. Um, how do you know my name? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, one of, your, one of your friends there at the fight must have said it. No. Are you sure? I can swear I heard one. No. Pretty sure they didn't, so how do you know my name? <laughs> oh, whoa. We didn't want to say anything before. Didn't want to put you on the spot or anything, but, you know, it's a great, great, famous musician. Well, I mean, I'm famous Any in my... Any chance to, to get to see you play? No, 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 no. No. The only place I'm actually famous is in my own head. And I'm perfectly <laughs> aware of that. So where did you see me play, then? I haven't seen you myself. But, uh, you know, it's just word of mouth. A handsome man with the loot, you know what I'm gonna say. Uh, flattery is not gonna get you very far. They're trying, though. They really are. It's a 13 insight. 
Yeah, he is just trying to play to your vanity, hoping that a bard might be vain. Here's the deal. Uh, I know I look good, but... You know, my, my buddy here, he, he's heard you play before in Karami. In Karami? Oh, where in Karami? Uh, the Bard's Rest. Oh, so you're familiar with the bartender then? Well, I, mean, I haven't been there. I wouldn't know. Well, then he's familiar with the bartender, so you've I, been in there a lot, right? Must have been at least once, right? And he nods. Awesome. Because, you know, the bartender's a really good friend of mine. The bartender ever tell you okay. anything about himself? Because I shift my focus from that guy to the guy who's uh, apparently guy who's heard me play. Been pretty quiet there. Uh, a little this, a little that, maybe. That's incredibly nonspecific. Yeah. Anything no. else? Like, I mean, I don't um, want to go talking about, you know, his like story, that. and he's not here. You probably know him better than I am. Sure, but you're talking about me. Did he introduce himself? Tell you his name? Tobar, yeah. Tobar. All right. I would guess that we've met at some point. I mean, if you're such uh, a huge fan that you followed me out here. I didn't come out here expecting this. Just happenstance. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just finding it really strange that you all are here and you seem to know me and you seem to know one of my companions, but you refuse to say anything about yourselves. Yeah, you know, surprise for the in-laws. You've said that before and I still don't believe you. You don't have to believe us. It's okay. I know, but you seem to know things about me and the people I travel with. And that concerns me that you refuse to share any information about yourself. Right, uh, roll persuasion. I got a 24. Not with that 12. Okay, okay. Fine. I'm trying to be polite here since, you know, there's, there's guards around and everything. They say you're a wanted bard? Only in Karami. Yeah, but that means you're, you know, people can make a lot of money off of you if they knew you were wanted there. Okay, that doesn't tell me anything about you. That tells me something no, I already know about me. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, might be better if, you know... We don't say what we know about you from Karami. You can just kind of drop this whole matter. Are you threatening me? Yes, a little bit. You blackmailing me? Is that what's happening no, no. right now? No, no, no. We're just saying, you know, let bygones be bygones. That's not what you're saying at all. You're saying, I don't bother to know who you are, but you get to know everything about me, and then we just call it a day. Otherwise, you're going to rat me out. You don't have to know who we are to know that we know something. Okay, I'm gonna say this once and then I'm gonna leave. Uh, you guys are dicks, huge <laughs> dicks. You come into town, we save your asses, and now you blackmail me. I hope whatever you're here for blows up in your face. Bye, dicks. And no, I'm not gonna bother trying to find out who you are. All right. But if I see you in the street, I will call you Mr. Dick. Uh. And that will be your name, Dick. Okay. Oh, you did learn something, though. All right. It's, uh... But they're huge dicks. <laughs> it's going on the evening time. The fourth day. I'm going to the bar. I need a drink. My letter should go into effect at this point. All right. Your letter is going to Bacata. What does it tell Bacata to do? The elder, um, Fort Mary, but that's not right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. the right name. Um, needs to die tonight in the same manner that the younger did. Jesus. If she doesn't want to be accused of murdering both of them. So the only the only persuasion is intimidation? Pretty much. Or is there a... Okay. Um, roll an intimidation for your letter. Uh, 
I can't believe we're doing intimidation for a written word, but we are. I crit. I crit. I think all you ever roll are 20s and 1s. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like nothing in between. 20s, 1s. Okay. All right, so, Arnis, what are you doing this evening? I'm going to the bar. All right, yeah, you're at the bar. And what are you doing at the bar? Drinking. Just drinking? Drinking. You're not going to try and perform? I can. I can ask William if there's an open slot. Play a little something. You know there's a flute player who's coming into play tonight. You know, it might be better as a duo. Are they here yet? Can I talk to them? Because I don't want to horn in on their turf. Drinking up near the stage. Perfect. Probably going to go on in about 15 minutes. Do I have a word with the flute player? There's a flute player named Russell. Russell the flute player. Yeah. Halfling man. He's got very long, dexterous fingers. But he's kind of old. Right. He's like 50s. Go up and chat. He's got some hairy knuckles going on. Go up and chat with Russell. Uh, uh, hello. Must be that loot player I've heard about. <laughs> I suppose that would be me. I hear you're Russell. Is that right? Yes. I'm Arnis. And I know, I know you're going on soon, so I don't want to bother you too much. But, I mean, I guess you know that I've played here a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And the bartender said that uh, you may want somebody to sit in with you on part of your set. If you do, I'm totally up for it. If you don't, I don't want to be in imposition. Yeah, and he kind of pats his flute case a little bit. I'm going on a little bit here with my, with my good friend. If you want to join me, I'd be amenable to that. Sure. Let me just have a few drinks first. Absolutely. I'm going to go get myself a drink right now. Mm-hmm. Tell the bartender. Get that, that loot tune. Tell the bartender. Oh, I will. Tell the bartender that I'm playing tonight. <laughs> so you don't have to pay for drinks. Get me a mead, sir. Heck yeah. All right. I got swindled out of money at this bar just two days ago, so... Not my sweet William. No, I know. But I'm going to get my money's worth back. <laughs> Failure also in the bar. Mm-hmm. Still with Sam. What's your plan for the evening? I'm just going to enjoy the evening. I'm going to play it like I'm trying to ignore the fact that everyone wants to be dead and they think I killed the guy. Like I'm trying to drink away my sorrow. Mm. You're that How much are you drinking away? I'm not drinking away enough so that I'm stumbling drunk again, because that's the last thing I need. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be that person in the bar that, like, you look at them and you're like, yeah, they're drunk, but they're really acting drunker than they are, because they want to be drunker than they are. You can do that. That's fine. Darwin, what are you up to tonight? I'm trying to find the tunnel. You know that the opposite side of the city from the outpost puts you back in the gardens. So your best bet would probably be one of the external walls along the gardens. Hmm. Okay. The gardens are where the bees are, right? Mm-hmm. You are in with the bees. And the <laughs> buzz, flowers. buzz, buzz, buzz. You can give me a perception roll. Eleven. There are the three garden rooms. They're set up kind of in a triangle pointing west. And you spend your time searching the northeastern-ish one. Going along the walls, feeling around, and we're unable to find anything in these first couple of hours. There's bees everywhere. You know, it provoked them. They're used to people kind of being around. As long as you don't actively go mess with their beehives or smack them around while they're on the flowers, they're kind of chill. But roll again, because there is another room to search. Yeah. Twelve. It's a little bit better. By one. All right. Are you willing to stay late? Searching? Okay. It's going slow. The walls are covered in plants and beehives and shit. And you thought there would be just this big open gate that said, like, hey, old tunnel. 
kind of hope. No. Yeah. None of that. But it's probably after midnight when you find a break along one of the southeastern walls in the flowers, and there are these two beehives set up almost right next to each other. You see that one set a little bit farther back than the other, creating maybe a, a foot-wide path leading between and behind. And you would definitely have to kind of squeeze your way in there uh, right up against the beehives to scooch on back. Is that dangerous, potentially? Not gonna lie, getting that close to beehives is dangerous if you fall. Alright, what the hell? Try it. Nice! What do I roll? Uh, you can roll me an acrobatics. It's just keeping your balance. Unless there's some other way you want to get through this. You just want to run straight through, you may. I got a six. You get about halfway in, and you don't notice this spot at the base of the beehives where it kind of slopes in towards one another. You feel your foot just kick a few inches into the bottom, and the intensity of the buzzing just kind of picks up a little. You hear it in stereo because you're right in between these two beehives. Shit. Have I actually punctured the hive, or have I just agitated them a bit? It just sounds like an agitation. It's at the bottom. It may just be a support piece, but you don't see like your foot getting drenched in bees right now. Can I keep going the same direction and help? I hope I can get out. Wait, you want to get out or do you want to keep going in? Keep keep going in. Okay, but I mean out of the you know. Yeah, yeah. This isn't going to prevent you from advancing. Okay, it's just going to make the DC a little higher. <laughs> All right, Dex, right? Acrobatics. It's a skill check. Yeah, saving not throw. A save. yeah. Saving throw with a bee swarm. Twenty-two. Take a moment and carefully disengage your foot from the base. You look down and there's like a waxy shine on the tip of your boot. No bees. The buzzing hasn't gone down yet, but they're not in attack mode. You scoot your way through and you find yourself in a tunnel maybe four feet tall, but with the exception of the ground, the entire walls and ceilings covered in beehive. Damn. And this pathway extends down a ways before it seems to turn. But at this point, you're not squeezing through anything. You don't have to worry about tripping unless you try to do something fancy here. I think I'm just going to slowly push ahead to see if I can get a feel for, you know, if this is a plausible. Okay. The tunnel seems to push through quite a ways. It goes forward about 60, 70 feet before it swings to the left. It goes down about another 70 feet, turns a little bit one way, turns a little bit the other. And it's starting to get really dim back here. It's really hard for light to get in from the garden proper at this point. But you can tell that there's something ahead, just like a candlelight glow. And keep making your way through. As long as I can see. Yeah, this is definitely something that's giving off a little bit of a glow. You maneuver your way back here, and you get to what appears to be the end of the tunnel. But in this tunnel, there are a couple small boxes, wooden. There's what appears to be a notebook and about a dozen sun orbs. I must investigate all the things. What do you want to look at? Notebook first. Roll that. Good investigation. 17. You find a lot of trial and error notes for the sun orbs. Getting them to work would be a kind way of saying it. Uh, Trial and error notes on how to weaponize them. Ah. Anything else? You can definitely see that there were some failures. Probably wiped out a 30-foot portion of the beehive down here at one point. Damn. With one of the accidents. Uh, but definitely some notes about success. Just about chaining it properly. Yeah, that's what you find in the notebook. Okay. I'm going to look in the boxes. They're simple crates, but you open them up and they're just filled with cash. Wow. Cash. Gold, silver, and jewels. Damn. This is good, good money. Like money, I think. Okay. I'll investigate the sun arms, too, just to see if there's anything more I can glean. Alright, uh, roll investigation. Uh, that's where my luck runs out. Ten. 
None of them appear to be damaged. Unless you want to go through and actually try to use any of them. All you can tell. It's like, oh, these look good, like pretty much like what Brizendine gave you. You don't speak your comics, so you can't know for certain if they're all exactly the same. And um, you said this was the end of the tunnel, right? There's no more beehive at this point. The tunnel gets a lot more narrower, and you can see the rock path kind of goes up, and the ceiling actually does get a little higher, maybe 10, 15 feet before the snow just kind of closes it off. Okay, got it. That's what you found. Okay, then maybe... That's, that's going to be your evening right there. Okay. Aranis, would you like to play us a song? Right, because I'm teaming up with the flute player. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'd love to. Let's have a little duet here, you and the, the flute player. And I'm following the flute player's lead, right? All right. It's his set. 16. Ooh, got a 15. Very nice. You have a good opening number. Let's go for number two. I'm good, got it. Got to do three. 22. Got a seven. Oh, no. Oh, that's one good song one bad song. Did I save his butt? Uh, not so much. It was more like you showed him up. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Not in the cool way. And the third song. Oh, I have bad news. I got a 15. He he crit fails. Oh, crap. And so he was like a little upset that you showed him up in that second song. I'm sorry. So he started playing a little bit more intense. And about halfway through, the flute just poof, popped in half. Oh, my God. Half of it went flying onto the ground. And it was very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you are getting modest tips of five silver. More than I ended up with the last time. Well, that's because you lost money on someone else's drinks. He, he looks a little flustered and frustrated. He gathers up the other half of his loot and with a very red face just kind of rushes out the door. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... You didn't make him crit fail. I know, but I'm still sorry. You didn't want to show him up. Yeah, I feel bad. All right. I think that's it for this night. Which leads us to the last day before the trial. Oh, there's something I need to resolve before the day starts his letter you can do it with a roll of dice go for it because otherwise this is just going to be me really messing with you <sighs> seriously Fail. I rolled oh, two crit fails oh they both God. crit failed oh this is going to be terrible <laughs> and great <laughs> love it so excited for what's going to happen right now <laughs> shouldn't be no because at this point it's going to be interesting as hell I'm glad, I'm glad you turned the corner that's, that's good uh, so at some point during the night, Lakata <laughs> yes. paid an old man a visit. Yes. And things happen, and we'll find out about those when the time comes, but needless to say, it, nobody was nearly as graceful or as, as, as planned. Because if they're both going to crit fail, we're going to have this be real fun. Okay, so it's the day before the trial. It's the morning time, and word is spreading that by the end of the afternoon, whoever is going to make arrests is going to make arrests. Who wants to do the first thing in the morning? Am I hungover? I want to. I want to call him a meeting. So I like. I want to get the two of them together. Yeah, I would okay. be looking to do that too. Because you're meeting up. Okay. So I got blackmailed yesterday. What? You know those people whose asses we saved? Yeah. Apparently, well, at the very least, they know that I am a wanted man, but they were using your real name, so I assume they know that you're a wanted man as well, in Karami. And they said if I didn't butt out of trying to find out their identity or their purpose here in town, that they would tell everybody. Wow, why would they do that? 
Well, then we just stay out of their... How the hell do I know? We just stay out of their I stuff. I didn't make any sense. So I called them dicks and walked away. <laughs> we just, and then we just stay out of their stuff. We don't need more problems. Well, I told them I wasn't going to tell anybody, but I said they were dicks anyway. Well, that's fine. Let's just... It felt good. It was probably unnecessary stay. and a little bit childish, but mm, it was but, fun. You know, so I did they're it. They're so... Are you saying that bards are unnecessary and childish? No. Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know your opinion. That's what happened to me. I found a possible escape route. That's good to know. Sure. Where is you it? go first. <laughs> so, you let me go first? You let me go first? <laughs> so in the garden, between the hive, there's a long tunnel. There's more beehive on the walls. You can get through to the end where a snow collapse sealed it off. So we would still have to get through the snow? Yes. At the end, there's a stash. Boxes Ooh. full of cash. Nice. What? More sun orbs. That's good. Can't those sun orbs get like warm enough they could melt the snow? There are notes. Someone was trying to weaponize them. What? So we may be able to construct some sort of device to melt all the snow. It's a long shot because who knows but what's even on the other we, side of that snow. If we've got a desperation moment, like we've got a desperation maneuver. Yeah. Awesome. Well done, dude. Um, I spent the afternoon and the evening in the bar. You saw me, right? I, I don't know. Probably. Sure. I was making. I, I was mean, trying to make myself known. She wasn't trying to be inconspicuous. Yeah. So I and and that Sam is certainly not a inconspicuous person either. I assume that I gave a wave. Yeah. Right after Russell picked up his half of the flute and started rushing out, he walked right past Vale's table. Just... <laughs> Did I have my tail with me? Last night? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. The one thing we need to do today, kind of inconspicuously, is we need to make sure that somebody has a reason to go visit Cortland's dad. Why? I hate it when you look at me like that, Ernest. <laughs> like I'm disappointed in you? Yes. I have a job to do, and your sense of right and wrong makes me feel bad. It's okay, I understand how right and wrong can be Good. subjective sometimes. I appreciate that. How did I get involved with the two of you? Because you needed some muscle. So what is the plan for this morning? Uh, setting aside my worry about what someone's likely to find, how exactly do you propose on doing this without throwing suspicion back on us? Because the minute we're, we're like, hey, somebody should go check this out, and then he's dead, they're going to be like, uh... There are ways to do that without throwing suspicions directly onto us. Well, you can't say you saw anything. You were in the bar all night. Yeah. With actual right. witnesses this time. With actual witnesses this time. That was part of the plan. Don't <laughs> go away. Sure That's something will come to us. Who's doing what with their morning? I need to go talk to Castor. You can certainly find Caster. Yeah. You have found Castor. Oh, good. He is... <laughs> I was like, don't no, me. most people aren't him. trying to hide. Uh, you rush into him in the town square. He's a little hungover. Hey there. I don't talk too loudly because I know how being hungover can be bad. Mm. <sighs> morning. I hear you got some help from a friend of mine um, I, the other day. Maybe. It was kind of a blur. First, let me say I am so sorry about May Apple. He starts welling up a little bit. Oh, honey, I didn't mean to make you cry. Uh, he um, just, like, reaches in and just wraps his arm around you. She's so beautiful. I know, buddy. But I I hear that my friend Kara tried to help you out or was, was nice to you. Oh, the... The, 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 uh, the food lady. Mm. Yeah. That's good. I remember something about some food and a couch. A couch? And a grouchy old man. Yeah. A couch and a grouchy old man. Um, so this wasn't your couch. No, no. Do you recall whose couch it might uh, have been? 
I recall. Because this is new. I was some little angry man. I don't remember. I was barely awake. He didn't want to stand. Your friend would probably remember better. Okay, but Kara helped you out. Yeah. This may be a lot to ask, given your own circumstances, but if this thing does go to trial, would you be willing to tell that to the people that Kara helped you out? Roll persuasion. When you were hurting? With advantage. Advantage? He's got reasons to say yes. I want to say yes. It's a 16. So I'll say yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. Good. Well, Mm. thank you, Caster. That's helpful. Anything else you want to talk to Caster about? No, I kind of want to go talk to Kara about who this cranky little old man well, is. Well, that's going to have to wait till, uh in between the rounds there. So, Kara or Darvin, what are you doing this morning? I'm going to go downstairs and walk right out to the front door, and I'm going to mm-hmm. look for my tail. As you leave, yes, you're still being followed. He's not it's trying to be sneaky. It's a different one this time. Got they it. take shifts. And let's go visit the mayor, because I haven't actually had a conversation with the mayor yet. No, I don't think you have. And you can find the mayor. She'll be in the town square this morning. It's getting down to the wire, and she wants to be out there in case anybody has any last-minute information. I will ask the mayor if I might have a few moments of her time to speak to her about my situation. Yes, what do you you have to say? Well, I would appreciate it if we could speak in a private location. Okay, my office real quick, though. And And you head into her office, the guard follows you. I ask her what she's heard about my case yet. Oh, that is definitely good to know. You probably want to be able to defend yourself. As far as I know, Captain Thorne is, at least, she is planning to bring you in as one of the suspects for trial. I don't know if she's got enough evidence for a full verdict of guilty, but uh, it sounds like it's enough to at least get it into the trial. Have you heard of any of the evidence that I presented to the Earl? Yes, I have. We do share our information. So you know of all of the evidence I brought forth, then. Uh, which was the weapon plans, I think, from yep. Cortland's mm-hmm. study, and then the, the assassination mysterious card. mysterious woman, yes. Well, the assassination card that was either from my theory being the mysterious woman mm-hmm. or the captain. Yes, I've seen the notes, the name card. I don't have any reason to believe one way or another about where this thing came from, only that you had it. If you had any proof about where it came from, that might help. Otherwise, it just confirms that someone is indeed here kill Cortland, or was here to kill Cortland, and succeeded. These notes are disturbing, but how they get connected to the murder, that's really open for debate. Um, Mayor, I would not ask you to side with me directly. I would encourage you to, you know, choose based on what you know, but we have had a good relationship up until this point. My companions and I have done mm-hmm. things specifically for you. Just yes, you, you have, and I, I don't think that's going to be noticed. I just wanted to take the time to remind you of the things that I have done for this town before the trial begins. Okay. Duly noted. And I'm trying to remember if there's one last card I have to play here, but I don't think there is. Other than the truth, I really don't know. No. Yeah, no, I'm not playing the truth. Oh, did you see the card? Earl Moore showed it to me. I haven't looked at it in quite a while, obviously, since it got taken away from me a few days ago. Um, mm-hmm. But do you recall if there was a junior or a senior on the card? Uh... I can't remember. I'd have to take a look at it again. It'll be there at the trial. Yeah. That kind of evidence. I don't recall it either. I just thought I'd ask because it might be a last-ditch effort to help save myself. Okay. And I thank her for her time and I leave. All right, Darwin. 
morning. I don't know what else I have left to do. Some of it is your daddy's money. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll just keep in here about town, see if I can hear of any other developments. Okay. Give me a perception roll. We'll see what some general gossip is that you got. General gossip? 14. Okay. The general gossip that you get is that a lot of people are disappointed there's only one suspect. <laughs> It'd be real nice if there was another one. More suspects, more chance of getting somebody guilty. Wouldn't be nice if there's another. But just once, maybe they'll get all the guilds, but it's hard to say. Do I have a plan to get more suspects? Do that not pan out? Mm, I think he's working on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do I know that? Did you tell Darwin about that? Yeah, I told him that we need to find other suspects, and that I was working on this mm-hmm. couple. But yeah. Okay, so I'm hoping you're on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was wanted now. I know. I don't think there's anything else I can do. Okay. Nothing you want to do for fun? I don't think Darwin likes fun. <sighs> Boo, Darwin. Sucker. I don't like fun. It's okay. We can't have too many fun people in one group. <laughs> I like my rice cakes plain. Who likes rice cakes, period? Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Darwin does. Okay. That's the morning for everybody, then. Mm-hmm. So afternoon, the end of which, yeah, it'll be a rest time for whoever the suspects are. Who wants to do something first? Well, I need to talk to her. Mm-hmm. You're able to catch Kara. So I talked to Castor. Mm-hmm. He's totally willing to speak on your behalf. Um, he said something about a couch and a cranky old man. I was hoping he was going to forget that. But he couldn't recall anything else about the incident. Like, I, even who the cranky old man was. I was trying to figure out where CJ's dad lived. And Castor said he knew. And so I spun this whole yarn about, like taking food to the grieving, so I brought Castor food, and then Castor and I brought him food, and he was a rude, angry old man, and we left. This poor kid is going to speak on your behalf, and what you were doing wasn't actually altruistic at all, but to serve your own ends. He doesn't know that. (sighs) Besides, I didn't ever use the information. No. Bye. Okay. So after that quick meetup with Kara, what's up, Aris? Well, I think I should ask her that question. Is there anything else I can do for you? Anything else you want me to do? He's not with us. Okay. So, um, <laughs> we need to find out a way to get somebody to check on CJ's death. I don't know how we're going to possibly do that without any of us getting suspected of something. None of us couldn't ask or it's going to come right back to you. Yeah, that's the problem. But we need to do it and it needs to happen, like, really quickly. So, there is a way I could change into someone and figure out a way to convince somebody to go to the house, but I don't know how to play that card right, because I only have, clothing-wise, what I have. You know who you're talking to, right? <laughs> what, what? You know who you're talking to, uh, Are we going right? to have a makeover scene? <laughs> you don't think they carry this trunk around just for good looks, do you? <laughs> no, I think it is for what's, good looks. What's in the trunk? Costumes. You have costumes? I... <sighs> this is the first time we've been able to play in this way before. Most of the time you... it's been on our feet. Yes, I have costumes. I am an entertainer. Sometimes I don't wear this to plan. Okay. 
You've seen my what? sexy bard pants. I've seen your ridiculous bard pants. Call them sexy bard pants. How do you or walk I don't in those? Help you. <laughs> They're sexy bard pants, but seriously, how do you feel your toes in those pants? Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> and not by reaching down. Uh, Who needs to bend down when you look that good? <laughs> okay, so other people um, bend down for you. What? <laughs> All you have to do is be like, "Do you see these pants? Pick that up off the floor, please." So and they'll just do it. I need to be. We need to figure out a person that would believably want someone to go check on him. And I need to be that person. And you need to clothe me like that person. Or we need to figure out a way to send someone with no purpose to go look for him and cause a ruckus, like a courier or something. I do have a forgery kit. I could forge a letter to him and then be someone sending him a letter. But we don't know anyone who likes him enough to send him a letter because the guy's a dick. (laughs) Do we know someone that liked CJ enough to send a condolence letter? The captain? I mean, she seemed pretty chummy with him at the bar. I don't know if you want somebody that prominent, though. My question is, like, they found this dead dude dead, like, within hours of me killing him, and now they can't find his dad dead? This is frustrating. This is not in character at all. can't find this dead dude's dad dead. I don't think Captain Thorne was just doing random patrol. Oh, I should go in to bone him? Maybe I'm going to try. Or to comfort him. I don't know. They seem chummy. I couldn't tell you the nature of their relationship. I didn't ask. I thought it impertinent. What sort of proof do you have that they're chummy? I saw them close talking. She appeared to be leaning. (laughs) Did there appear to be any sort of confrontation between the two of them? No. Well, no, I guess... Well, I don't know. You would have to tell me how much I noticed, because it would be in passing that I noticed this. I recall that... He wasn't in a good mood, but it's probably safe to say he brought that in with him. You also remember that you found drawings of him in her notebook. Oh, right. Yeah, you found that on your second entrance into town. That's right. I don't know. He seemed to be in a bad mood, but I don't think that had anything to do with her necessarily. Um, So, I mean, I don't think they were fighting, but I don't know what she was attempting to do. She was also drawing him in her notebook. That's interesting. For reasons unknown. But I don't recall any seeing, seeing like any X's through the eye or anything, so it, it didn't appear to be like vindictive drawing. So question remains. I know. What are either of you doing this afternoon? Don't know. Because I'm going to get arrested soon. Calm down. <laughs> I know. I want to go see Darnell. Alright, you go see Darnell. Darnell, do you have a way to convince someone to go check on Cortland's father? You know, someone who might have a reason uh, to go check on Cortland's father. Yeah, I'm sure I think of something. You have a way to make sure it doesn't come back to either you or me? Maybe. I mean, a, a favor or a coin here and there. Help grease the wheels. I've, I've got two silver right now. I will give you everything I've got and then promise I can get you more. Roll persuasion. That's an eight. Hey, you also got an eight. As he takes your money, he'll ask, Cortland Sr. was left out of this, right? Well... Cortland Sr. has not killed anyone. Right. And was not the one who hired, as far as I know, for the killing to be done. Okay. That answers your question. Am I sending somebody over there to expect to find a mess? Well, hopefully, if everything goes well, they should find something that looked a lot like the other scene. <sighs> All right. But yeah, you definitely still owe me a little bit more. I'll get you at I least just... a couple of gold, I promise. No, that's fine. I just know not to send some kid. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that that gets done today. Thank you. And then I'm going to just go back to my room and await the inevitable. Aranus or Darvin, afternoon on the fifth day. What's up? This is the last action before arrests happen. 
I'm just gonna pray for any guidance <laughs> that my God might have. Oh, you haven't even prayed for an assassination sure. in this town. Yeah, since the first one. <laughs> I was like, how many last people week? do you need to assassinate in one city? All right. So we go into prayer. This is something you probably would have noticed as soon as you were finished killing Mayapple. Okay. The, the page erased itself after the deed was done. Sure. But you don't need that page to pray every time. I just wanted to make sure that was out there. Okay. So you go into deep prayer. What are you seeking in prayer? Well, whenever I ask for help, I always try to construct it in such a way that it pertains to deathly matters. Mm-hmm. So it's not just me being, oh. <laughs> That's good. Specific prayers are good. So It's I- like wishes. Specificity. So I'm worried that my friend is going to be tried for murder, which might lead to execution, which I don't think my god approves of because, you know, mm-hmm. I've been over that. Yeah. So, so pray to my god for guns as to what I can do to try and stop. All right. Roll religion. 18. Mm. That's a good answer here from the god of death. <laughs> Undead. Mmm. I got it little cryptic since it's, you know, through prayer and all. Right. You get a return through prayer. Again, not a loud booming voice in your head or anything. It's more like a vision and senses of emotion that the more legal something is, the more justified an action is. The less you can be punished for it. Okay. For example, you, as a monk of Corum. You kill people. You're not punished for it. Right. Not by your god, anyways. Right. Law might have other things to say. <laughs> but Corum believes you killing people is just fine because they had it coming. Uh, but it isn't actually going to fuck about her because she broke the law. You broke the law. You broke the law of the city. You didn't break the religious law of Corum. Right. And Corum is reminding you of that fact. Okay. That sometimes following religious law doing what's right or what's justified can outweigh certain punishments. Okay. What you do with that information is up to you. It's possible to be guilty, but not worthy of punishment. Thanks. Alright. But, yeah, that's the advice from your god. I'm so glad you've got the god of death. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Other gods would be less cool about this. (laughs) Okay. Which is Arnest then. Anything I can do and be useful? Absolutely. I would love to know who's been the one hoarding all of the gold and doing all the designing in that hole. Well, yeah, but I feel like we've got a little more pressing issues. Unless that person is the person I killed. And then if I killed the person who was trying to weaponize the sun orbs, I might have just done the town a favor. It's true. He said there was a notebook. <laughs> you shouldn't have to bring the notebook, did you? No. You don't happen to have anything else that he wrote, do you? Just the papers that I gave to the Earl. Right. But the Earl doesn't know that Cortland wrote those. He thought they were coming to Cortland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can show you guys the stuff I found, but it'll take some time. I don't know if we have it. Now that you know where it's at, it'll be a little bit faster. But it's really just what Arnus can now do with his afternoon. Since you've spent years in prayer. All right. But Arnus could probably find his way there. Would it be helpful for me to bring that notebook? So I can go get it. It may take me through the evening, so you'll probably already be arrested. Oh, yeah. The arrest is going to happen no matter what at this point. So I would say it's probably a good idea to get it, because also if you get it and the person isn't the person that I killed, then... There's something else going on. There's something bigger going on here, yeah. Okay, I'll try. 
Okay, you're going to try to go get that notebook. You go into the garden room that Darwin mentioned. Roll an investigation or a perception to find the entrance. It's definitely not visible from just standing in the center of the room. But did you tell her where it was? As best as I could. It's on the wall. The DC is way lower. I don't need it. I know 19. Yeah, you're able to find this little kind of switchback in the beehives. Sure enough, foot-wide path. You're going to have to get real close to these bees. I hope you're not afraid. Can I attempt to put some of them to sleep first? Yeah, you can sleep. So I'm going to cast this at second level. Okay. Which means I need 78. 28. You are able to put this immediate section of bees to sleep right here at the switchback. All right. Off we go then. You can still do an acrobatics check to get through without damaging the beehive. God. 22. You're fine. Yeah, you squeeze your way in. You can see just fine back here. Yeah, this is a four-foot diameter tunnel extending down beehives everywhere. And once you get past that switch back, yeah, they're all awake now. And you walk through, and after a few minutes, you find your way to this tiny little hoard. Okay, and I, I wanna, I'm just looking for the notebook. I'm not trying to look through yeah, everything. Sitting on one of those little wooden boxes. There's a notebook. Okay. Very well worn. I take it and pocket it. Okay, you've got a notebook. And now I need to get back out a again. Notebook of weapon testing. Or a weapon testing notebook. Yeah, that one. Now I All need right. to get back out again. Okay, you're just fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's the end of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting in your room there, mm-hmm. Kara, when Captain Thorne and a couple of her guards... Make sure I have nothing incriminating on me when they come in... Let's just say, what do you have on you? I'm, you had plenty of time to sit there yeah. and like, take anything off and put it in the room. I'm pretty much just wearing my clothes. Okay. Not even my armor underneath, just like my barmaid's outfit. That's fine. You're wearing a nice... It's okay, we can put your armor in the boot and holding. I love the boot of holding. Then <laughs> they come for me. They do. Captain Thorne says, all right, Kara, come with us. Okay. All right. That was, that was actually way no, easier than I was expecting. I'm going to at this point. <laughs> She'll lead the way, with you behind her, the two guards behind you. They will walk you into... It's like a guardhouse. There's not really a cell. There's a mostly sparse room that they will lock you in. There's a very low table, which kind of doubles as the bed. Mm-hmm. And before leaving, Captain Thorne will ask, who do you want to be your counsel for the trial? Good question. I'm going, going to go... Totally name your own defender. With my bard friend. I'm like, I thought it was me. Uh, we'll leave you to your evening. At one point, someone will come in, give you a plate of mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, yeah that's surprisingly nice. good prison food. It's just for the night. And really, they don't know how to be jackasses to people that much, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the evening time. Arnest, you know what you're doing. I'm going to look through this notebook. Okay. Uh, roll investigation. I got a 12. Okay. So you're looking through it. It's semi-organized, but it's very hastily written, and it does look like somebody was experimenting with sun orbs. Ways to use them beyond their intended use. Lots of diagrams, drawings, little charts, combinations of runes and words, but it's real hard to tell since the runes and the words are all draconic and Without having one visibly in front of you and knowing Draconic, it would be... Mm. You would have to probably go through some of the experiments to find out just exactly what works. But you can definitely see there's some 
big X across the page. Just, nope. Mm-hmm. But there are some that do appear to have been to have been successful. You just can't really correlate uh, which combinations exactly led to what kind of success. There definitely was some some bad results and some good results. Can I get any indication of who may have written this based on it? There's no author's name in it. I mean, if you had anything to compare it to, or... The only person whose handwriting I've really seen is Thorns. Or finding somebody who knew about that tunnel. It's an awkward question to start randomly asking people, though. (laughs) Okay. All right, Darwin. Last night before the trial date. What are you doing? Maybe um, I could go talk to Kasaba, actually. I mean, I can't straight up say, hey, did you know about the tunnel? Did you write this notebook? Ask him what he knows about the orbs and check his reactions. It's always a possibility. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go talk to Kasaba. He's in one of the buildings, leading in between the different garden areas. Uh, he's at a desk, just wrapping up for the day. Hey, Kasaba. How's it going? <sighs> not so well. CJ and all, he and I are real close. We work together. Yeah, I can understand. That's got to be rough. Yeah, it is. What brings you around here? Oh, you know, I was just, I was just noticing these sun orbs all over town. Oh yeah, I mean, you guys went to go get one from Bruzendine, right? Or a couple of them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it made me curious. What do they do? What are they for? They produce light and heat since we're under the snow down here. Can they do anything else? I, I don't know. You can turn them off. Have lower light. So light or less light or yeah. heat or more heat? Oh, the light and the heat pretty much go hand in hand. Could you have like, you know, too much light? Are they dangerous? Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't want to find out. You have to touch them to turn them on. Can I roll that inside check? Yeah, you sure can. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that is a crit fail. Yes, it is. He did not. Yeah, that's that's a dangerous thing to be messing around with. I know. I don't know how much you talked to Brizendine or not, but orbs of heat, you know, dangerous. We keep them where they're at now just because we don't need light beyond this area. We don't need it to be a sauna in here. Of course. Makes sense. I was just curious. Did they ever burn out? I mean, did they have a finite lifespan? Oh, eventually. So you guys don't carry extras? We don't tend to. I mean, we don't really throw them in a ditch or anything when we're done with them, but... What do you do? Do you send them back? Can you rebuild them? Hmm. I don't know if he can. Hmm. So you don't know what the town does with them? No, I, I don't mess with it once they get replaced. Got it. That's someone else. Roll it again. Yeah, you can roll it inside again if you want. Six. Yeah, he doesn't know. Okay, whatever. I don't think I'm getting anywhere here. I tried. Let's go talk to a nice orc man about some sun orbs. And... Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. He doesn't know if they can get more dangerous or not. You have assuaged my fears. Or whatever I can do. Uh, I'll see you at the trial. Alright, see you then. Okay. Night falls the day before the trial. When the morning comes, everybody in the city is getting ready for the trial. They're getting dressed, having a quick bite, and they're heading off to the courtroom. The gossip around town is there was only the one arrest made. And it's one of the outsiders. So everybody heads into the courtroom, which is actually also the shrine. That's probably the only place in the city that can hold everybody. People walk in, line the benches. Captain Thorne and Maraska 
sit on either end of the table with Earl Moore in the middle. Uh, they have pulled a small pedestal, like a stool, to sit to the side. And a couple of tables in front of the benches, a place for the defense and any prosecution to set up and prepare their questions and keep their notes and present evidence and things like that. And it is nearing the end of the morning when a pair of guards escort one pair of Frostfall in and set her down on that stool. We'll pick up next time with the Court of Compromise. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com.